0: Welcome to Heidi's Lemonade Stand, where we celebrate the triumphs of people who have overcome their own life's challenges and made our world better. People who have taken life's lemons and made lemonade. I am Heidi, your host. Thank you for joining me. Awesome. Well, Charmaine, welcome to the Lemonade Stand. I am excited to talk to you and get to know
1: you a little bit. So, tell me about yourself. Ah, oh, thanks for having me. <laughs> where do I begin? Well, you know like many of us, we've had interesting journeys through life. My career started out working in the correctional system as a jail guard, which as you can imagine, taught me some (laughs) great ways of turning lemons into lemonade. And um, that career inspired me to go back to school and become a mediator. So I went back to school to get trained as a dispute resolution expert. And then I opened up my first business, then shortly thereafter, my second business. And uh, now I also have a nonprofit, two businesses and a nonprofit. And while my career path has changed, I I work uh, in my business full time on speaking, training and uh, writing. So my mediation career kind of took me into a path of training and speaking, which I just fell in love with. And, and that's what I do now.
0: Wow. Okay. So you got to tell me this lemon to lemonade story. Why
1: are (laughs) you, why did you choose this path? What happened? My path in terms of my career has always one, career leads to another there just seems to be this progression Uh, my lemon lemon to lemonade story it was actually about 20 years ago a little over 20 years ago my then boyfriend now husband and I were in a pretty serious sailboat accident in northern Alberta and Canada and we were on a sailboat, a catamaran and flipped the boat, which for Chris has been sailing for years. That was fun <laughs> for me. It was terrifying. And we were able to write the boat and put it right. But I couldn't get back on. And Chris swam over to give me a little push up. And with that, the boat took off with me dragging behind it. And so we were separated in a very big lake, um, probably about four and a half miles from either shore. And I started swimming towards shore and Chris eventually swam towards me. So we didn't have to be alone in the lake. And uh, after about four and a half hours of swimming, he was becoming hypothermic and actually didn't think he was gonna make it. And um, he knew that he needed to get me away from him so that I could go get help and I wouldn't leave him. And uh, basically he told me, Charmaine, When we get back to shore, we've got a wedding to plan. And that's what I turned into an Olympic swimmer. No, (laughs) but but, um, it it gave me the courage and the strength that I needed to swim and go get help. We were rescued by a 13-year-old boy and his dad in a little fishing boat. We were married a year later, (laughs) which was the the whole lemonade part of it. But that particular, um, and we're still very, very happily married. I should mention that as well. That was a really big lemon, so to speak, in my life. Because for years, I had been training and speaking on resilience. And everything I knew went out the window that day. I forgot what I had learned. I forgot what I had been teaching. And so for me, this became a very powerful part of my life to remind me of the importance of asking for help, you know, in this case, screaming for help, but asking for help, trusting myself, I had to trust myself that I could do this. And also to know that I have skills that can help me. And I think that the other piece for me was Having to let go because that day in the lake, I had to let go of the trapeze harness that I was wearing that allows you to kind of hang off the boat and and lean off the boat. So there was a lot of lessons that happened that day, but actually didn't come into my awareness for years later. It also taught me that I had to overcome that I had. And one of those was not getting back on the boat for seven years. I allowed that fear of what happened. To drive many actions and so when you fast forward now I've been able to work through those lessons and the lemonade is being able to work on really cool projects like a movie project that I'm involved in right now that is amazing (laughs) so you got over the fear how did
0: you do that what what did what was the process of that because I that, think I would be good to never get on a boat again. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm good. I, I'm with you. I, I'm, I'm good. I, honestly, Heidi, I sat on the boat in the backyard on the grass and when it was on the beach and I would just sit there and I could never, um, I chose not to take that next step, which was push the boat in the water with Chris and get on. And it was actually my dog, Toby, believe it or not, that taught me to get back on the boat. We had at the time an incredible Chesapeake Bay retriever, so big dog, water dog. And he was terrified to dive off the end of the dock. He loved to fetch and we'd throw, you know, his toy into the water and he'd run down that dock a million miles a minute, brakes went on, and he'd fall sideways. And so we were watching him do this and we were trying everything to get him. To just let go and dive in. And and so one day when I was, Chris had mentioned, you know, babe, I think I'm going to sell the sailboat. It's not fun without you. And so I was wrestling with this guilt of not wanting him to sell something that he gets so much enjoyment out of watching Toby run and and fall off the side. And so I kind of had a conversation out loud with my dog and I said, you know, buddy, if you can dive off that dock, I'll get on this sailboat. And we made a deal and and Chris worked with him, as you can imagine, every day to get this dog. And he flew off like Superman one day into the water and then we couldn't get him to stop. And so so I thought, okay, I need to be true to my word. And I got on the sailboat that weekend, terrified, hanging on for dear life, but it got better and it got easier.
0: Amazing. I love it. That's (laughs) a great story. That's so perfect.
1: Well, one of the reasons that I do what I do now is that all the lemon situations in my life, I think all of them, check some of the same boxes. They all required me to collaborate. They all required me to be able to ask for help, which was not my strong suit, by the way. I would go at something by myself, not ask for help until I absolutely had to. Um, They all required me to stretch out of my comfort zone um to learn new things to show up in a different way so this project i'm working on now allows me still to keep practicing those lessons and to be tenacious that was the other sailboat uh story lesson just to stick with it and be tenacious so this project is actually an animated movie it's a beautiful animated short film by michael mankowski and it's a story about the fort mcmurray wildfires in 2016 in fort mcmurray alberta canada and the story is told through the perspective and voices of animals who live in the forest and animals who had to leave their home during an evacuation and return home to a community that didn't look the same, but it was still their home. And it's an absolutely beautiful story that was created to inspire conversations around mental health and community. And we've had an incredible cast, an all-star cast, come on board and donate their time and voice to the film and it's a nonprofit production and really engages incredible partners to help inspire and help people talking about mental health. What was your involvement in this movie? What was your ah, role? My yeah. role is executive producer. And wow. it, it's incredible because I get to work with our many partners that have come on to support this film, um, our nonprofit partners like Canadian Mental Health Association and Canadian Red Cross. It's allowed me to build our partnerships with our different sponsors and community champions and social ambassadors. So it's pulling together all of those lessons around collaboration and asking for help and being tenacious and sort of working towards a shoreline. And the goal is launching the film in September. That's my shoreline. The day in the lake, my shoreline was the beach. And so uh, having somewhere to get to, and this project is incredible because um, it's, it's provided such incredible learning and watching a film come to fruition is just been one of the most powerful experiences I've ever been involved with. And we've got a great team. (laughs) So, you know, we collaborate as a team, and then we've got this extended team of partners and champions and supporters.
0: That sounds amazing. It also sounds really stressful. I can't imagine
1: (laughs) what you're going through. (laughs) You know, it's so interesting you raise that. One of the discoveries I've had is that projects um, that have purpose and bring out my passion tend not to be stressful for me it's my and so I really say for me this project is a project it's a project that touches touches my heart and my soul and when Michael Mankowski talks about the project I love what he says he says it's a love letter to his community and I've learned that when you work on projects that you feel deeply connected to um, that you're passionate about and that that are where you feel a personal connection to them, even when things are busy and moving quickly and there's challenges to overcome, it doesn't feel stressful. It feels like something I need to move through or overcome. Yeah, I can think about my first career working in corrections where, man, there were, you know, walking in the door and I hadn't started my shift yet and the stress was so high And that was so different to deal with. And so I've really learned that having those passion projects are incredibly critically important. In 2018, I was diagnosed with breast cancer and went through surgeries and treatments. And I honestly can say this project was one of the things that put a bounce in my step every morning. I got to look forward to this. So I got to spend time with the people I love and I got to work on something that gave me joy. And so I've discovered that those passion projects, the heartfelt projects that we have in our life can be that um, that beacon of hope, really.
0: Oh, that is great. That is great insight. I love that because I'm thinking of like, that's how my podcast is. You know, it's something that you like get up and look forward to doing. So it's one of those yeah. kind of almost more hobby passion kind of things for you, which I love. Yeah. That's great. We yeah. all need that. We all need yes. that drive to get up in the morning and have something that we look forward to doing. You
1: bet, you bet. It certainly, it certainly makes some of the, the the you know the days where things might feel like they're going sideways. Uh, when you have those kind of projects to work on, it just gives you a completely different perspective. And you know, I've met some of the most incredible people through this project and had learning. And I am finding that when your brain is challenged you know meeting new people learning new skills learning new things uh, it's really good for our mental health
0: (laughs) that's true yeah i think it's a good distraction too i think Mm. as long as we have something that we're excited on to focus on then we kind of can forget a little bit about other things that maybe bring us down and i think that's a really good tip for those who are kind of overwhelmed with their life and what's going on i think finding mm-hmm. something that brings you passion and joy whatever that is you don't have to make a movie but whatever yeah. that is will give them some drive to
1: get going in the morning i think that's great yeah so it's a, it's a really important Matt. you bring up a great point heidi in terms of what the whole world is going through and has gone through for the last you know year and a half i know from talking to mental health experts the levels of mental health issues um, challenges on our resilience is really really high right now and one of the experts was saying how important it is to have that one that one part of your life whether it be a hobby whether it be a passion project but to just take time to do the things that help you stay healthy and well yeah Yeah.
0: sometimes it's even basic stuff getting up and getting ready for the day or taking a shower exactly. or having a good breakfast or going exactly. on a walk it's sometimes it's super basic but
1: we got to do something that's right yeah that's the great thing about having a dog I mean yeah. he, he's got to go outside and yeah. he's got a place so he's a great reason for us to be taking walks outside which leads to connecting with neighbors noticing new things around the neighborhood there's that kind of ripple effect of goodness oh I love that you know, I was just thinking, I I love the, the title of your podcast, Turning Lemons into Lemonade. And it got me thinking when I was thinking about the many lemons that you know that I've dealt with in life, that we've all dealt with in life, and which one would I talk about? Um, it got me thinking about the importance of mindset, Heidi. And and when I kind of reflect over all the different lemons that, you know, I've I've wrestled with over life, the ones that have been able to, as you say, turn into lemonade where something good came out of something challenging are the ones where my mindset has been really strong. So, and what I mean by that is um, sometimes not necessarily positive, but hopeful when there's that feeling of hope. And I know when I was, um, when I was in the hospital going through surgeries, I remember thinking that, that When I would think, oh, you know, is everything going to be okay? Oh, you know, what if, what if, what if? When that was my mindset, I physically felt worse. I felt like I had been hit by a truck. I, you know, I, I felt exhausted. And when I would just change my mindset just in the moment and think things like, I can't wait to get home. I'm looking forward to falling into my daily routines, doing the dishes or whatever that is my energy changed, my physical strength changed. And and so dealing with lemons in life, life happens. We're all going to have challenges, tough stuff to deal with. And how we think about those tough situations really helps us navigate. It helps us get to our shoreline because I think how you perceive things in your mind actually shapes how you show up and how you cope. So I love how you framed lemons to lemonade because it really challenges to think about our mindset and how we're viewing situations that we're facing.
0: Absolutely. I'm so glad you pointed that out as well because that is what it's all about. We're going to have lemons. That's just (laughs) what life is, but I it's what we focus on. It's what we give power. And so when you are saying, when you're dealing with breast cancer and you can focus on this is hard and this is bad and this is painful and I'm sick and okay, then that's what you're going to be. Yeah. But as soon as you can focus on I'm getting better, I'm going to go home, I'm going to do dishes, I'm going to live life. Okay. That's what you're going to be like. It's like whatever you focus on. And so that's a great point that you brought that up and it
1: really does change you. I remember years and years ago, not too long after our sailboat, incident and i was um expanding my business and adding new services and working hours i would say my stress was pretty high and i remember one of my staff matthew who was just incredible to work with and he came up to me and he was quite upset and he said char why won't you let us help you and i i wasn't even aware that i was alienating my team by not inviting them to help me and they were watching me struggle and they kept coming up saying can I help let me do this for you I mean actually trying to take over and I would resist this and it was it was not only the words that he said it was the look on his face when he said that and it really it blindsided me and I, I remember going home that day I'm driving home in the car actually ended up missing my house kept driving driving I was quite far from my house it took me 35 minutes to do what is a 10-minute drive because I actually um, missed my exit and just kept driving because I was playing this over and over in, the, in my head Char why won't you just let us help you and it was again that reminder even though I'd learned that lesson so many other times in life and um, that became one that I really needed to spend time on and and being able to ask for help. And what I've discovered every time I have this reminder about asking for help is that people want to help. People want to help. People want to get behind good projects, things that matter, things that make a difference. When you don't provide that invitation, it takes away their opportunity to shine, their opportunity to to use their talents and, and pursue their purpose or their passion. So that's, you know, that's one of the lessons I know I'm going to keep getting reminders about to be asked for help because I think we all have those lessons that we keep, <laughs> it keeps popping up in life that we need to work on. And that was mine. But I always remember, Shar. you know, why won't you just let us help you? My husband said that to me recently, Shar, <laughs> why won't you let me just help you? So, it, you know, I think that um, collaboration right now in the world is so important. And it's one of the ways that we can actually turn a lemon into lemonade. We're going to stay in the lemon zone longer if we try and go at it by ourselves
0: wow amazing point i hadn't even thought about that so i'm so glad you
1: brought that up you know with the back home again movie that's something that has just watching how people have come forward to offer their expertise their support their connections that has been so incredible. And and that, again, was that reminder that people want to help. People want to get behind things that are in alignment with their values or that give them some kind of a, you know, some kind of an emotional benefit. It feels like they can get behind something with passion. So my, my 2021 sort of personal mantra is ask for help when needed and collaborate more.
0: Wow. It's a great goal. I love that. It sounds like it's paying off for you too. So that's amazing.
1: You know, one of the quotes that I love that that just kind of keeps me grounded is one from Oscar Wilde. And he says, you know, just go out there and this is my variation of what his quote is, but just go out there and be yourself because everyone is already taken. When you show up in life as you (laughs) with, some of the imperfections that, that you have, that I have, um, I think it just makes life a lot richer. Being somebody
0: else is already taken. That's so yeah. true. We got to be true to ourselves and be who we are and embrace all of us. I thought you just summed it up so beautifully and so perfectly that I'm just like, wow, I thought it was a great story. <laughs> I guess a question would be about the movie coming out. How would people sure. be able to see that or find that? How would they sure. get information about it?
1: Well, the um, the Back Home Again movie will be streaming everywhere in Fall 2021. Can't wait! Super excited! And uh, right now, people can follow our socials and the socials are Back Home Again movie, and of course, the website is backhomeagainmovie.com, and you can see the incredible cast that have come on board to support this, like Catherine O'Hara, Gordon Pinson, Ed Asner, Kim Basinger, Mina Savari. Howie Mandel, Bill Burr, Martin Short and this incredible list. Jeremy Renner actually sings a beautiful song in the movie and the song, the original written song is called Back Home Again. And, and every time I listen to this song and I've heard it hundreds and hundreds of times over the production of this film, I move to tears every time still because this the the music And the words are so affirming and really inspire the power of human connection and resilience and coming together as a community. So we're excited about this film. It's going to be supported by mental health resources as well, uh, which is really important. It's a family film and it's a conversation starter. So we're looking forward to people having these very, very needed conversations about wellness, mental health and community. It's amazing how a story
0: about animals in a wildfire turns into teaching people about their own mental wellness.
1: Yeah, Michael's written you know a beautiful film and they're all real stories. All of the characters and the stories that you see in the film are actually based on real stories from people he interviewed in the Fort McMurray Wood Buffalo region when he was um, coming back after the, after the evacuation. He's a born and raised Fort McMurrayite, so he too experience the fires and the evacuation i love his his thinking about animation versus sort of a movie that has real images of fire and he consulted with about 19 mental health professionals grief and loss professionals psychologists and we discovered that animation really softens it you know and it's it's easier for people to watch, people who might have experienced a situation similar to this and it may bring up issues. And we're getting incredibly positive feedback from people who have viewed it. The stories are just so powerful and really will inspire conversations. So we envision, you know, families watching it. It's a 30 minute film, so families can watch this and have a conversation around the dinner table. Workplaces can watch this and have a conversation and schools. Wow. And, you know, mental health, a big part of mental health is realizing, and this comes from one of our partners at Canadian Red Cross, Jen said recently that it's okay to not be okay. And I think that's a really important reminder. Often we go through life thinking that we've got to put out this image that I'm okay, I'm okay. And, you know, sometimes we're just not, sometimes we're having a bad day. It's natural. As you said a few minutes ago, Heidi, life happens. There's going to be lemons. And so remembering that it's okay to not be okay. And then remembering the power of what can happen from a healing perspective when people come together and people have
0: conversations. Thank you for that. Thank you for producing this. This is sounds amazing. I'm really excited to check this out and be able to talk about it more. So Mm. I'm, I'm so happy for you. I'm so proud of you. This is a great accomplishment. And I think it's going to be exciting to, to share this. So
1: great to, to chat with you. And again, thanks for doing a, doing a podcast that gets people talking about how a tough situation may have become their biggest learning in life or the motivation to get through something challenging
0: yes thank you i appreciate that i think that's something that we need to remember it's hard when we're in it to mm. think someday we might be grateful for this or someday this might really be a turning point in my life but usually the biggest things we can look back on and, and be grateful that they happened because they brought us to a different place that we're in now so well said Well, thank you. I appreciate
1: you. Thank you, Heidi.
0: You're still here? Well, then click on the next episode to hear more of Heidi's Lemonade Stand. Also, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. Thanks.